Move Forward Radio is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at MoveForwardPT.com. You're listening to Move Forward Radio, a podcast featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts with advice on how you can move forward. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Eric Reese. Say you're a person who's used to working out on a pretty regular basis, but you've sustained an injury that has forced you to take an extended layoff. So now you're not only dealing with the healing process, the break in your usual routines, and the absence of that sense of well-being that you get from regular exercise and trying to stay in decent shape, but you're also feeling a little insecure and a bit worried. Yikes. Is my muscle going to quickly turn to fat, you wonder? Am I going to start feeling and looking different? Is there anything I can start doing immediately to counter the effects of a prolonged layoff? Can I come back strong? What role does age play in all this? Ryan Balmas hears you, and he has answers. He owns a sports physical therapy practice in the Atlanta area. In terms of injury recovery and its effects on muscle mass, Ryan has been there, and in his personal life and in treatment situations with patients, he's done what's needed to return to full activity. He understands your concerns, but he's here to reassure you that all is far from lost. So let's get this conversation started. So Ryan, uh, you know when when people are consistently active and they're they're dedicated to staying in shape, uh, an injury that curtails or limits the the lifestyle that they're used to leading can can cause stress. Um, they might fear getting out of shape, losing muscle, uh, gaining weight. Um, how valid are those concerns? Are, are are they are they maybe overstated? You nailed it right on the head in terms of causing stress. With a lot of that, uh, clients that I see, especially those that are already so active. It's part of their own psychology, part of their identity, part of what makes them who they are. So stress from a physical level is even more at the level level in terms of psychologically wise, in terms of they identify as a runner or they identify as a triathlete. So when you take them out because of injury, um, as the clinician, I see that they're, they're dealing with all these things. So I, I think those concerns are completely valid. And, and as a physical therapist, I, I do my best to make sure I, I – I, serve as their partner, as their guide, to kind of manage through all those things, right? So um, giving them opportunities to still be active safely, uh, giving the, the client the ability to still be in shape or really kind of get that exercise high that they enjoy. So I think those concerns are completely valid. Getting out of shape, we know that um, the muscles respond to inactivity very, very quickly. Now, if you were already an exerciser, which is which would mean that you – exercise at least three to four times a week, and you've been doing it for at least six months, you're an exerciser, right? Um, and so getting out of shape can happen fairly quickly, even in as quick as two weeks. And clients that I, I've met or even friends and family, they notice it. They feel it. When they go back, they feel that it's uh, it's a little different. And I think it just goes to show the how dynamic the body is. Um, I know I've mentioned it a lot. I like mentioning to my clients that the body is kind of smart and then lazy at the same time, right? So the moment you stop your favorite activity or exercise, the body's going to recognize and say, well, if you don't really need these muscles and these skills, I'm not going to uh, kind of devote all the energy to that. And then 
here you are going back after two weeks or so, and then the body's like, oh, you really needed that still. It's going to be a little bit of a ramp-up time to get that back. So um, all those those concerns are completely valid, and I think it's not something that um, – it's definitely something that it could definitely be overcome, and especially with the guidance of a physical therapist, um, it could definitely be possible. You hear people say, uh, oh, no, my, my muscle is is going to turn to fat. Is is that kind of a misnomer or is that an actual process that happens? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it could, it's definitely a process that can happen. Uh, numerous studies have even shown where if you immobilize, such as like shut down a certain part of your body, whether it be in a cast or anything like that for long periods of time, there's changes to that muscle. One, the muscle changes in size. And again, I'll refer back to my little joke that, you know, muscles are smart and lazy at the same time. If you're not using it, the body has really no need to devote all that energy to upkeep the muscle size like that. And then at the same time, um, that's when fat can uh, infiltrate into the muscle. Um, so it's definitely something that can happen. Um, and it, it can happen fairly quickly, but nothing to the point where you could see it visually, such as like, oh, I'm gaining a few pounds. But you will start noticing it, um, I think, more dynamically in terms of the amount of force you could produce with the muscle, such as picking thing, something heavy up off the floor. You'll notice a difference because the muscle has changed. Is, is that what we what we mean when we we hear the word atrophy? Absolutely, yeah. The atrophy is is literally the muscle is changing in size, and there's a lot of uh, background science to that, but the, the gist of it is that that muscle is changing in size. And, and as the muscle's changing in size, more likely your ability to produce force, such as either push, pull, contract the muscle, it'll decrease because of that size change. You've got a somebody who's used to working out, uh, works out uh, pretty religiously, and uh, they've had an injury. Uh, you can you can decide in this scenario what that injury is, but uh, yeah. kind of take it from the top and tell me what you're going to do with that person and what uh, what they can be doing during this kind of recovery period in order to uh, lose as little of that muscle mass as possible and remain in as good shape as they can. Yeah, yeah. I, I could already think of two cases in mind, actually. So let's say we take a runner, right? So runners are definitely people that exercise religiously. They're putting in a ton of miles per week, whether it's because they just love it and it's a great release for the stresses in life or they have like a big race coming up. So for someone that's injured, the losing mileage and losing the time spent out on the road or on the trail can be, you know, can be pretty stressful. And so where someone's already in the peak of their training season and they have an acute bout of knee pain, pain in the front of the knee. So for me as their physical therapist, one thing I want to make sure is, you know, making sure they have the peace of mind that this is something that can be uh, treated, right? I think having that peace of mind in that athlete already sets a long way um, for the overall recovery and process. Because if you know that you can be able to overcome it, you'll have a much more positive outcome and outlook. And I feel like, you know, clients respond well to that. So let's go back to the knee pain. So you have knee pain and it just hurts uh, every time you run the moment you take a step. Well, the big thing is obviously figuring out, for me, um, for a runner, let's stop what's making it painful. Because if we just continue that, um, it's going to make the pain worse. And, and as for runners, I like to look at the mechanics of what they run. We're, essentially, we're looking and figuring out what's causing that knee pain from a movement perspective. What can we do to make the movement better? Now, that's something that may take a few sessions to 
change, but then at the same time, I'm always looking to figure out ways, well, what can I do to make sure this runner stays in shape? Because if they can't do the runs, the long runs and the short runs that they need because of the knee pain, if I shut them down completely, they're going to lose their conditioning and the muscle mass that we talked about. So this is where I would work collaboratively with that client and say, well, are there other things that you would enjoy? Because I would recommend that riding on a stationary bike or swimming would be great alternatives to get your cardiovascular shape intact while still maintaining the fact that we go away from the knee pain. So uh, the gist of it is that there is an injury. We want to figure out how to specifically address that injury, but that does not mean we have to shut you down completely. I think the second case that I would think of going back on the opposite spectrum are power lifters, you know, people that lift and squat and deadlift really, really heavy weight. And so shutting that down can be pretty detrimental too. And I think of the case of uh, knee pain as well with, with squatting or doing deadlifts, things like that. Um, as a clinician, I would figure out as to what biomechanically we need to figure out. What are the movements we need to avoid for now? Uh, what are movements we can do to at least modify? Just so that we can always get that client back to still doing what they love. And and all, usually, for the most part, if there is a movement that is an absolute, pose an absolute danger, um, I would definitely shut that down. But for the most part, there's always ways to find some modification. So, for example, with the weightlifter, they had pain with squatting coming down. Well, we know from various studies um, that are out there, and as, as a physical therapist, I, I know of these studies of how we could squat and modify and find ways to maybe move the force away from the knee, depending on what the athlete does. So that's really just a, uh, an awesome collaborative um, process between me and that client and, and letting them know, hey, there are some modifications you could do so that you could still squat and it's not as painful, and it may not be the original squat you want, but it will get you back to that original squat you want. So, again, the gist is we find ways to either modify the movement, educate the client to know what movements we should avoid for now, and then come up with a treatment plan to bring you that athlete or client back to the movement that they want. So um, it's never really a, a complete shutdown case because just like we talked about, if I were to shut down any of those two clients and then just wait, well, then now they're losing their conditioning, they're losing their um, kind of their muscle conditioning. And then at the same time, they're they're going to feel bad. They're not going to be back into the activities that they love. So as a, as a PT, I'm, and especially as a sports PT, I'm always looking to find ways to keep that client active. Not only do we have to treat the injury, we have to also have to make sure overall that we're keeping that client in shape. A quick break to tell you about Find a PT the American Physical Therapy Association's National Database of Physical Therapists. PTs are movement experts who treat people of all ages and abilities, helping them to improve and maintain function and quality of life. Don't wait until you have an injury to see a PT. Contact one today and learn how you can improve your fitness and prevent health problems before they start. You can contact a physical therapist near you, no physician referral required, by going to moveforwardpt.com. And now, back to this episode of Move Forward Radio. Ryan, when you've got that, uh, that client uh, back to the point where he or she can, can start working out again and start doing the, the things, resume the things that they were doing, can you talk a little bit about that ramping up process and, and what's involved there? 
Yeah, the the ramping up process. I think it it I always cater it to my client, right? If if it's a new exerciser, my my ramp up process may be a little bit more progressive. Um, but if it's someone that is already a regular exerciser, and then maybe let's say there's already a competition coming up where it's a time factor. I may allow them, I likely will allow them to ramp up a little bit faster only because I know that athlete or client um, has that training ability or has that conditioning to be able to withstand such a faster ramp up time, if that makes sense. So um, I always cater it to what that client needs. I mean, I could already remember one client that come to me and say, hey, I need to get this injury back, and we were working with a really, really tight window. And so that's where... I educated that client to say, hey, because of this tight window that you came to me with, it's definitely possible, but you're going to have to be, there's no room for error now. Whereas if I had someone that came to me and they come to me immediately, maybe when the injury arises and an event is months out, it gives us a little bit more room for error or flexibility to either ramp up progressively or get back to more an aggressive training plan. So I think in the end, progression once the injury has subsided will be it will still be progressive it won't ever be zero to 100 right away and i think it's also just from the fact that let's say if i was uh, a basketball player it's a very skilled movement or even let's tennis or any very skilled movement a lot of what we do is making sure that the injury recovers but I know I'm not a basketball coach or a tennis coach, and so that's something where we work collaboratively with coaches to make sure that that skill level ramps up too as well. Um, because there is such thing as where if you were to go from someone that was fairly injured and were working through rehab exercises and then move them quickly to a skilled movement, um, I think that wouldn't be very appropriate because you need to make sure you get that body and the, the neural activity warmed up to understand how to do, you know, really complex movements like that. So, And, again, it all depends on, on the athlete. Sure. Well, you must work with athletes of, of all ages. Uh, how, does yeah. age, how does age factor into the ability of muscles to recover and, and what you're going to, to do with, with, with those individuals? Yeah, I think with the athletes that I see, when it, when it comes to age, I, I will always take in consideration their training age. So training age is, means I may be, you know, 32 um, here on earth, but if I was only been training for five years, my training age would maybe be five or so. And obviously when, when, an ath- when a client is much older, um, let's say um, 40s, 50s, and 60s, they usually would have some sort of training age uh, under their belt. Now, when it comes to recovery, I think it's, it's really kind of varied depending on the person and then also the activity. Now, there's some studies that are kind of mixed that says that, you know, maybe uh, older individuals – uh, need more time to recover, whereas other studies show that it's kind of really not dependent on age. And I think from what I've been seeing, it's really all dependent on the type of activity they do. If, let's say, they did a brand new activity, unaccustomed to them, or an intensity that's way outside of what they normally do, then it's it's fair to say that it'll be you should expect the recovery time that's going to be a little bit longer in terms of the muscle soreness and things like that. But if let's say as I, you know, with uh, we're reporting this during the winterish time, time, if someone went out skiing and they've been skiing every year, and maybe they tried a bigger mountain or a, a harder, difficult uh, slope or trail, then you know I, I would assume that I think for the most part that their soreness or muscle recovery 
maybe a little bit more, but again, because they've been used to it, they've seen it before, the recovery is a lot better. So to bring this discussion kind of full circle, incorporating a lot of the things that you've already talked about, what advice would you give someone who is normally active but, but needs to lay off to recover from an injury? What would you tell them in terms not only of what they need to do and who they need to see, but also of how to – getting back to something you originally talked about, how to think about the situation? Yeah, I think – and I, I love that you mentioned that, how to think about it, that the mindset of how to approach the injury is key. I think the one thing, and I, for me, in my opinion, is is don't do it alone. Like, don't go through this injury alone. A uh, physical therapist is absolutely well qualified to help guide you through the injury. And unlike the common misconception is that, you know, that you would get shut down. Just like what I mentioned before, I, most PTs now are looking to make sure you get back to that injury as soon and as safe as possible. And I think the whole do-it-yourself and trying to figure it out, I, I would honestly say – Go to a physical therapist and, and trust in that guidance. And it may just be a one session where you're, you have a lay of the land, a treatment plan to where to go. Now, like I mentioned before, if you have an injury, it's not the end of the day. You don't necessarily have to be shut down. And um, having that working collaboratively with a physical therapist and honestly telling them, hey, I don't want to be shut down. Is there something I could do? I think it's perfectly fine to demand that out of a physical therapist because we will work collaboratively with, you know, what the patient's values and wants. And I've had that in my clinic all the time. It's something I actually really, really enjoy. I love it when patients come to me and ask, like, this is what I want to do. What can I do? And I'd be happy to serve that. So I think the mindset is key, is that if you're injured, it's not the end of the day. But you know that, that there is a process. And if we're thinking long-term, if you're trying to push through the injury, you're going to put yourself at risk for maybe further worsening the injury or maybe an injury elsewhere in the body. So absolutely find a collaborative PT willing to work with you um, to work through the injury in terms of protecting it and then finding ways to keep in shape elsewhere, just like with the examples that I mentioned before. The one thing I wanted to mention is in terms of Kind of, um, kind of that preventative mindset. So I tell my younger clients all the time, right? So when, especially if you're teenagers and a lot of, uh, younger clients or patients, it's, there's not, there's, the evidence shows that starting resistance training and exercising early on is going to be a huge benefit in, the, in, in regards to that once you get to your late 20 or mid 20s, uh, bone mass is at its peak and, um, exercising will help with that. Um, with our with our female population, if you continue to strength train and resistance train, you could help mitigate the effects of osteoporosis, things like that. And then I always like to joke in terms of if there's one thing constant on this earth is gravity, and the <laughs> only way to fight gravity is having the amount, uh, plenty of muscle to keep keep our body moving on this on this great earth. And so. The one thing, you know, the studies show like, oh, age decreases muscle mass, but we know that we don't, we don't really know if that's a really a product of age or is that just a product of society and expectations of, oh, you need to slow things down. Because there are studies that show that when you get older, even if you exercise, you can actually still regain muscle. So that whole notion of, oh, you're older, you need to slow things down, I, I would, I would rather challenge that head on and say, hey, if you're going to get older, it's probably more important for you to do the basics such as squats or sitting up from a chair repeatedly because gravity is not – gravity has no mercy. 
on our body. A quick break to tell you about Choose PT, the American Physical Therapy Association's national public awareness campaign. America is currently in the grips of an opioid epidemic. In some situations, dosed appropriately, prescription opioids are an appropriate part of medical treatment. But opioids only mask the sensation of pain, and opioid risks include depression, overdose, addiction, and withdrawal. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is urging healthcare providers to reduce the use of opioids in favor of safer alternatives like physical therapy for treating pain. Learn how a physical therapist can help you at moveforwardpt.com slash choosept. And now, back to this episode of Move Forward Radio. It sounds like a lot of uh, how you think about things has to do with uh, not accepting preconceived notions. In other words, yeah. you don't come yeah. in, you don't come in there thinking that a person needs such and such. You you have them come to you and tell you what they need, and you also mm-hmm. don't assume that certain things can't be done. I actually challenged that like um, when I'm back home, and I challenged that a lot with um, our, our close church friends my own family members, because, you know, a lot of my parents and their friends, they're reaching that age. They're in their 50s and 60s. And I challenge it head on. I mean, I kind of give them what maybe they don't want to hear, but they know it's true. And I empower them to say, hey, it's okay for you to strength train. Obviously, do it in the right way. But, you know, and, they, and they're and they starting to see it, right? They see my, see my, they see their grandmothers or grandparents, and they see how hard it is to get out of a chair. And that's not something you have to accept muscle will still happily respond to exercise and i think when we do that um we could have a better quality of life why do we have to accept falls or why do we have to accept using a walker if we don't have to brian Thomas, thank you so much for talking with us on move forward radio you've been listening to move forward radio insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or find previous episodes at moveforwardpt.com. Move Forward Radio is brought to you by moveforwardpt.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Find a physical therapist near you at moveforwardpt.com.